Petersfield's Shine Radio. The Shine Radio Recipe with Noni Needs. This is Petersfield Shine Radio. I'm Noni Needs and today my guest is Percy Phelps. He is a member of the Petersfield Beekeeping Association living in Haven't. Now, the hot topic of the moment amongst beekeepers and it seems the media is wasps. So I thought I'd get Percy's take on it. Hello, Percy. Hello, Naomi. <laughs> wasps. They're, they're much maligned, aren't they? But ecologically, they're very important. How, how do you feel about wasps? Well, I think you put it in a nutshell, they're much maligned. I'm, I'm a beekeeper, foremost and front. Now, what really is, is that um, I started looking into wasps because they're a pest. And um, I got inspired by a particular wasp trap and um, I started investigating. And what shocked me, really, to be honest, was how beneficial um, wasps are. But equally, beekeepers come into a few camps. You've got the I hate wasps, much like a lot of the population. And then there's the other group who I love anything which is an insect and an animal which is doing good for the you know, humanity. Can I ask you, why are wasps a pest to beekeepers specifically? <laughs> All right. Quite simply, what happens is um, most of the year they're not a pest. They are small, generally insignificant. And what happens is that they are not uh, a carnivore. They catch insects, and believe it or not, a or wasp's nest will catch apparently between four and five metric tons of insects a year, which staggers me, to be honest. Right. I can't believe that number, but I, I read it. I, th I thought, I can't believe this. So but why anyway, do they do that? Well, what they're doing is, this is the difference between bees and wasps. Uh, the, the wasp will actually catch an insect, kill it, and very importantly, they use a stinger, their stinger, to subdue it. That's why they have a stinger. They take the wasp, uh, the, the insect, chop it up, and then they use their mandibles, which are not for eating, by the way, and they then pulverize that up into a pulp, a bit like baby food, to feed the grubs in the wasp nest. That's what they do. Now, the interesting point, and this you might find a little bit revolting, is that the grub then uh, regurgitates uh, bits of the exoskeleton of the insect it's just been fed with a sticky syrup. And this is, believe it or not, yum, yum, really good food for the wasps. And they will, they will consume that. That's what they're but, after, isn't it? The sticky, yummy, gooey stuff. Yes, from the grub. From the grub. So the grub, the grub has been fed with the protein. In the case of a, a honeybee, they're fed pollen. But in the case of a grub wasp, they're actually fed this pulverized um, insect. And that could include caterpillars, by the way. So all those uh, people with cabbage crops, wasps are really good for getting rid of your um, caterpillars. So they, they do this. Now, they become a real pest. Uh, as the, uh, the whole nest grows in size, they start scavenging around and they will come across bees but what really becomes the pest point and this is when the queen has actually laid its about a thousand queen cells they've grown they've all been fed by the worker wasps 
they've all flown away. There's no sweetness around. Now, the wasp, like the bee, needs a nectar to feed off. So they're starving. Where can they go? So they then start really attacking the beehive in big numbers. And um, depending on the shortage of either insects, if there are some grubs around, primarily they're just trying to get inside the hive. What will happen is the wasps will attack the hive and will kill bees to get inside. Now, it takes about three bees to defend against a wasp. I saw that this morning as uh, my beehive is defending itself against the onflow of wasps. That's what's going on. They're fighting their way and you need a strong colony of bees. If your colony is weak in terms of a beekeeper, then they will attack, they will get in and they will start getting the upper hand. More wasps will get in and you will start to lose, you know, basically your colony. So in August time, late August, um, especially I think they say the bank holiday, there's two bad things that happen to everybody. One is the weather and the rain cloud. And the other one is basically the wasps attacking your barbecue. <laughs> yes. And they, they are after food. So be it your lollipop or the honey inside a, a beehive, that's what they're going for. And they are a pest at that point. So all your apples and all your sweet drinks and all your cans of Coke that you're leaving right, lying around, they're after the sweet stuff, basically. Yes, absolutely. What I, I've only heard it once. I'm trying to check it out. And that is if you've got a plum tree and your plums are lying around, they fall down, they rot, they ferment, the wasps eat it. And the story goes that they actually will pick up this fermenting pulp and get drunk, which is one of the reasons why wasps will basically come out of nowhere and attack you because they're basically drunk in charge of a stinger. I don't know how uh, we prove that scientifically. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we can. But what I will put in light, I mean, the thing is that for most of the year, these wasps are out and they're literally mopping up all the insects which are lying around. And if we have a you know, a dearth of um, wasps. The following year, we have spiders, flies, crane fly. We'll be inundated with those sorts of things. What I would like to say is a lot of people are very scared of wasps. And in some respects, they have to be. And I was giving a presentation a couple of years ago um, to the beekeeping uh, group at Petersfield. And I wanted to answer the question of which hurts most, a wasp sting or a bee sting? Do you have any idea? Oh, I'd say a wasp sting because oh. they can keep stinging you. That's true from that aspect. However, um, two things. First off, the wasp actually has like a needle that sticks in mm. and it's primarily designed to subdue a, an insect. Um the bee has got barbs on and it is designed entirely to hurt us or other mammals to get rid of us. Mm. And what actually happens, the barb is, it's a brilliant piece of engineering. If you're an engineer, the barb will go into the skin and then they wrench off and you tend to see two things pumping away. They're actually must not a poison sac. And you can imagine the barb is in fact two bits. And you can imagine a saw in two parts. So this thing digs its way into your skin, pumping basically venom. 
and it it's designed to hurt you and it so you're telling me i'm wrong actually on what a, bee, a bee sting is really really bad <laughs> it's really really bad i haven't finished how really really bad it is go on so this thing sticks itself as deep as it can into you pushing toxins into you and it's a very complex mix and i'm not into chemistry i know that but it it actually here comes the technical bit a one poison sting will pump into you 50 micrograms of toxin that's 50. That's now a wasp wasp will only stick will actually put between two and 15 that's one five so it's uh, i'm trying to do my mental arithmetic so that that's about uh one fifth or one twenty percent of poison but what is interesting is that now i can't specify pain but what i can tell you is the lethal dose so the question is how much uh honeybee poison will kill you and the answer is 2.8 milligrams per kilogram and a wasp is 3.5 milligrams so basically the honeybee poison is is far more toxic by about 25 percent than a wasp and then they pump in five times as much poison into you so it it hurt and i can like you and i can vouch as a beekeeper it hurts when they sting you (laughs) it hurts it really does and they they can sting you through through those white suits that we wear very effectively indeed absolutely yeah what do you do about wasps i ignore them most of the year because they're doing good and when they come to now and uh, i looked at my beehive this morning and there's about 12 wasps going around the grass waiting in front of the hive trying to get in and i know they're trying to attack uh, i have the entrance to my hive blocked up very small so it's hard work for the the wasps to get in but i also have a wasp trap that's got holes in the side so it smells like they're getting into the hive and they go in there and it's a trap that's very clever by the way and so, how long have you been a beekeeper coming up for 10 years with my wife now we are a husband and wife team uh, yes. working what, on... let's give a shout out to your wife what's she called uh, she's called sheila we've both been fascinated by by bees we got caught in by uh we had a blue tip box many years ago and saw bees going into it we were fascinated by this and found out these things were called tree bees or bombus hypnorum and because of that we went along in uh, January to Petersville Beekeeper Keepers and um, signed up to become beekeepers. And the rest is history, so to speak. Thank you very much for talking to me about wasps and explaining how good they are. <laughs> yes, certainly. <laughs> it, it's, al- it's always a very different point of view. That's, <laughs> that's wonderful to understand. Thank you, Percy. Thank you very much, Naomi. It's been a pleasure. That was me talking to Percy Phelps about the virtue of the wasp. Noni Needs and the Shine Radio recipe. Get all the details at shineradio.uk. Come on, Petersfield, let's build a band. A beat from Dragon Street and a snare from the square. A bass from Penn's Place, a gliss from Liss, and a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh! Some vocals from us locals and the Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. 
Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.